good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. Sunday Rise. It's week eight in the NFL, and you are here with me, the big guy KG. We got another one this week where it's junkie versus junkie. And to be quite honest, I'm getting tired of going up against my brothers because and Swamp Queen. Because I keep losing. Uh, BJ came out and losing it in against uh, uh, Jim and Junie's um, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's it's like, you know, that's the only ones that's winning. It's Jim and Junie the only ones that win. They beat Delonte's Broncos. The Bills beat the football team. The Saints beat the football team. You know, and now we got Broncos versus uh, 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 Washington today. And, you know, it's not looking good. We're going to start off there real quick. Um, Denver's a four-point favorite. Over-under is 44 and a half. That's a 425 game. Uh, Waiting for Delonte to get on to give his thoughts on Denver. My thoughts on Washington, like I said, and on uh on Friday night freestyle, the way too early prediction will be that Washington plays a different brand of ball today, and then on top of that, they play a different brand of ball the rest of the season. Okay, you're going to see a different Washington team. Offense is going to move better because they need right now. You need to go to a run heavy style. You need to go power, smash mouth football, NFC East football. You need to go Joe Gibbs style, you know, counter trays, a gut seal. These are the plays you need to run right now. You have the three running backs to do it because the game that they played against the Packers was damn near perfect on paper and they lost. Now imagine they play like that against Denver. Damn near perfect. And it looks great on paper. I'm telling you, you're going to see something totally different. So. I'm just, I'm, I'm. We got my granddaughter in the background here. She, she having her Sunday morning fun. And we got the man of the hour, Tower of Power, too sweet to ever be sour. And my opponent for the day, Delante. What's good? What's good? What up, BJ? Man, that's, that's, what's uh, up? Not much, man. I, I got that feeling of impending doom. That feeling of impending doom for today, man. Well, let me let me hear what you got on that on on this Denver uh, Washington game because I started off with Dex. I knew you wanted to have something to say. I I think Washington gonna win. Um, I, I I think Heineke is gonna be the X factor. It's his running, his running and his determination. As far as our defense goes, I, I think we checked out. Uh, and, and excuse um, my co-host, uh, Landon, in the background. Um, he getting the Sunday morning fix as well. But I believe our team has checked out on our coaching staff. Um, the, the the order of, of plays is run, run, pass, front on offense. And then on defense, I think, I believe we run a 3-4 defense. But the past month, that defense has been picked apart, put back together, and re-picked apart again. Like, 
it's, 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 oh man, it's, it's like stuffing the turkey and then, you know what I'm saying, taking the stuffing out the box, putting the stuffing in the turkey and then just taking it back out the turkey. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's, it's, it's a, I, I think what we lose today, it'll be official dumpster fire. Um, I think our, our general manager, he need to do something. So I don't, I don't have no high hopes <laughs> for us winning this game today at all. I believe Heineke, he's going to show his, his, um, his speed. He's going to catch our defense sleeping. Um, this can very well be the last game of Von Miller's Denver career, as I believe the front office, they want to be fair to him and put, you know, send him to a contender. I believe um, if he does get traded, he'll go to Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, Washington fans, y'all had to contend with him, part, you know, for twice a year, probably for like probably two more seasons. because I think he's, he's about to approach 32. But um, it's a... Uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a rough one. It's gonna be a rough one. Well, I, I, I'm loving the confidence you're having in Heineke. I'm loving the confidence you're having in this Washington team. And no, I do not want to see Von Miller twice a year. I don't care if he's 32 or he's 23 or he's 223. I don't want to see Von Miller. Von Miller is one of the best edge rushers the league has seen. And he's a certified Hall of Famer in my book. So I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm afraid. That's what I'm afraid of. You got Chubb on one side. You got Von Mill on the other. So – And then Chubb. Chubb can't even stay – he can't even stay healthy. He's on, he's on IR. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just – do you even bring him back at, at, at you know, at, at this juncture of the season? The team that gave up on the coaching staff – um, they look lost on a, uh, our weekly press conferences. You know, it's not even a compliment for good practice. It's just the coaches, they feel as though it's, it's, it's good to just throw the players underneath the bus. Um, I believe Cal Fuller, he'll be traded as well. Um, we're just trying to see if there's going to be any takers during this uh, upcoming trade, uh, trade deadline. So it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think this game is going to be the stamp or the bookmark of the end of the Broncos team as you see it um i, I will hope uh, well i'm pretty sure uh i'm not gonna make this a, a bronco um you know uh, just uh, a fire fire away type of um session because i i of course i do hope we win um but it's just th- things just just fell apart so fast man and the coaches they're not taking responsibility so it's just quite disappointing well, it's, it, you know, a great segue is you bring up the trade deadline, which is Tuesday. And here's big news. And and this this involves your Broncos and possibly even Lady C's uh, New Orleans Saints. The Houston Texans want to keep Deshaun Watson. So they want to send him through more turmoil, keep him there, even though they've been in talks with uh, the Dolphins and everything. But Delonte, wouldn't Deshaun Watson help your team immediately over Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, immediately and tre- uh, and tremendously. Yeah, like I mean, Teddy, you know what I'm saying? T- Teddy B's what they call him. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I-, 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 I get it. You know what I'm saying? We played against our first three games were against inferior teams. Um, although I- something tell me. 
the the Jags might kind of get it together towards the end of the season. I, I like that Jags team. Um, they're just, you know, victim of being, like, young, and they got, like, a, a, a hard-head coach uh, who like to, like, hump on, on young girls at, at the club. But anyway, um, T- Teddy B, man, I, I, I think when he suffered that uh, devastating injury when he was in Minnesota, I think it, it, it was a, psycholo- it's a psychological thing with him, and it's been that way ever since. Uh, of course, he had the concussion like a few weeks ago against Baltimore. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a lot of – he plays with a lot of caution now. And with, but with that caution, it's becoming a mess because he's throwing a lot of picks. Um, you know, I think he got like three touchdowns that he thrown. So, you know, and he's second-guessing himself. And as a quarterback in the NFL, can't second-guess yourself too much. You got to be ready to go. Um, so – yeah, I would definitely take uh, Watson. Twenty-two civil cases and all, um, you know, over Teddy B. Oh my God, what? Hey, come on, Deshaun, man. Now we got the boss BJ here. Uh, I'm gonna ask you and your expertise as a GM. Uh, what is Deshaun Watson's value? Because the GM says he's going to get full value for Deshaun Watson. What is his full value in your opinion? Uh, first of all, uh, good morning to everybody. Good morning, podcast land. All the sideline junk, everybody listening. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, I'm going to compare this to what I always say about offensive coordinators and coaches that are stubborn in their ways. If you are that stubborn, Deshaun Washington's a great talent, and he wherever he he goes, once he gets the cloud hovering from you know above him off of him, and it's just about football. You're talking about you know franchise QB. So with that being said, you can't you can't bring me this juicy double cheeseburger that's been expired for three weeks. It's growing mold and it has maggots and stuff on it and still sell it to me as a fresh cheeseburger. And that's what that's what the Texas GM is trying to do with Deshaun Watson. You're not going to get full value for him. Do you want this guy gone from your franchise because of his situation? That's 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 what it is. Now you try to get as much compensation for him as you can, a realistic deal, but I don't think they're being realistic. I think they're asking for way too much. It's like Philadelphia and Ben Simmons. You know, you're asking for way too much. You're you're trading this guy as if the circumstances are normal. Like for Houston, I don't think, personally, I don't think Deshaun Watson will ever suit up for them again, even if his, his case and charges are dropped. That's just going to make Houston in a, in a even more – tighter situation there and now as far as like okay i'm clear now and now the public come publicly come out and say hey y'all didn't support me i went out and now that's the rest of the gms know they're like look man he, he got to go anywhere yeah it's going to still be the highest bidder but you're not going to get prime real estate for deshaun watson right now so either you want him gone or you want to play this game with him you know and it seems like they want to play games. If you want them gone, if you want to, you know, start your franchise over 
and, you know, kind of rebuild because they lost everything. J.J. Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, um, you know, it's, it's basically a fire sale in Houston right now. I think they still have Brandon Cooks, which could definitely help a team right now. Um, and they got a couple other pieces that might be able So are you going to – this is – like, you can rebuild. Like, it's, an, it's any rebuild. Houston's not going anywhere. You had your franchise quarterback. Unfortunately, some things happen where, you know, he he's not be able to play right now. So me personally, if I'm the Texas GM, I'm moving on from Deshaun Watson. There's no nothing personal against Deshaun Watson. I just want that clout from my over my franchise and having to answer questions about it every week. And the players having to wonder where this guy is and if he's, you know, committed to the team, if he's coming back if he can play at all because of the circumstances, I want him gone. I didn't come here to babysit. You know, if I'm a GM, I'm I'm not babysitting. You know, you made your bed, you got to lay in it. You know, if we can work it out, you know, we can work it out. If not, then it's obviously Miami's more than willing to deal with it. Send him to Miami. Send him to Miami. You know, if Tua... Goes to Washington, Tua goes to Washington. Get Tua back. You know, Tua's playing really good right now. Is he a tad injury prone? Yes, but KG, I'm, 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 I'm trading him. I think the, the Houston's asking too much for the for the circumstances, and I think that's going to be, you know, I think if if something does come out by the Tuesday trade deadline, you're going to see it probably be significantly less than what's been put out there as far as what they're asking for. Um, I, I mean, I still see them getting a first, but not – I just don't see who's going to give up two and three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson unless it's multiple teams involved and they get the, the three first-round picks from three different teams. You know, I mean, that's, that's possible. That could happen. But other than that, I just don't see how this is going to work. I agree with you. I agree with you. And you talk about that cloud over the franchise, over Deshaun Watson's head. And it's all allegedly, it's all allegations. Nothing's been proven. He hasn't been convicted of anything. We got our own opinions of it. But get let him go, man. Let him, and I think what they were offering, what Miami was offering, I think Miami was offering a one- a two and Tua, another young quarterback, because you need a quarterback. Take the daggone deal. Get him out of there. The Texans didn't let go of J.J. Watt. I'm sorry. They didn't lose J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins. They gave him up. You made your team worse. This team, yes. They gave him that, and that's that's why you know this whole – Deshaun Watson thing is BS. I mean, they they traded DeAndre Hopkins for a ham sandwich. Yeah. Basically. They that's how quick they traded DeAndre Hopkins. And and think about this. Bill O'Brien, him and Bill O'Brien got into it about personal differences. Bill O'Brien came to him and said something to him about his kid's mother. That's what that was about. They got he he ripped DeAndre Hopkins about his personal life, which wasn't affecting his play and pretty much wasn't affecting anything that had to do with anybody. 
but because he had children out of wedlock. That's none of your fucking business. That's none of your business. So you you got mad about it and shipped them off to Arizona. Now look at Arizona. Arizona's the hottest team in the NFL right now. Come on, son. You serious? You 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 really got mad over a personal issue. And it, it, you talk he, about is he even a coach anymore? Hell no. <laughs> so it, it's just like they just shot themselves in the foot multiple times. And now, you know, you you losing your I mean, if, if I'm Deshaun Watson, even if my case clears up, I don't want to play to Houston no more because it's just uh uh it's just yeah, even Brandon Cook said it. When they traded Mark Ingram, it's like this is a shit show. Mm-hmm. This is a shit show down here. This is, and that that wasn't his exact words, but I'm just saying, like, why would you want to play? Like, we're in a we're in an era where players, it, they determine where they want to go now. It's not like yesterday in NFL where you get drafted to a team and you stay with that team basically your whole career. If they suck, they suck. You know, uh, we, we're past that. We're past, we're at the point where. These players are mid-contract. Be like, nah, I don't want to play no more. I don't play no more. Travy, I'm not reporting. And, like, we talked about this before. It's like, okay, hey, I'm not going to force you to play. I'm not going to force you to play. I'm going to call you in the office. Be like, hey, what's going on? And be like, man, I'm just not feeling it here no more. All right, that's all I need to hear. You know, yeah, I might be a little sour, especially if you're a good player. But I'm like, look, let me work something out. Do you have some preferences? Uh, where you want to go? I'm gonna try my best. I'm not promising anything. I can get you there, but I got to get the best deal for this team in return. But you know, I try to get you to you know one of these places, and you know, and if I can't get you there, then you you know you got to do that. You know, work that out with uh, you know, when you get the free agency. That that's that's the that's the conversation. But I, you know, I think people, GMs and stuff, and coaches and front office and the team, they take it personally, you know, and and. You can't take it personally. You can have your feelings about it, and then you got to take a 15-minute, you know, just sit in your office by yourself, and then you got to get to work on moving this player and doing what's best for the team. That's true. That's that's absolutely true. And that right there, that's that's GM speak saying, you know, okay, where, where, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Um your preferences, your destinations, where you, where you want to go. That GM speak, right? That's a true GM. And a lot of players will leave and then what, probably wind up coming back in a few years when the team gets a little bit better. And you welcome them back with open arms. But uh, Bill, o, Bill O'Brien is is not uh, that guy. He's the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach down at Alabama. He'll never see the NFL again because of his personal feelings towards people and players you know but it's it's all good are you it's all good are you kidding we just talked about this what what happened the nfl will always hire retreads always they will find an excuse to bring bill o'brien back up to the ranks you ain't seen the last bill o'brien but he Mm -hmm. comes back up as a coordinator first i mean just think about what he did basically disassembling houston wasn't a good coach in houston and now he's with one of the most powerful football teams in the nation. Just think about that. Think about that opportunity. Yeah. 
So yeah, nah. I, I don't. The way the NFL set up, yeah, he he'll get another chance. I, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I don't want to see it, but I believe it now. Uh, looking at the rest of the slate of games that we got today, um, Carolina's visiting Atlanta. Atlanta's a three-point favorite. Over under that one is 47. Here's a showdown in the 4 o'clock hour. New England versus the L.A. Chargers. In L.A., uh, Chargers are four-and-a-half-point fa- favorites. Um, over-under is 50. You got two of the young up-and-coming quarterbacks in Mac Jones and Justin Herbert. Um, fellas, give me a winner in this one. That's one of the games I wanted to touch on with you guys. Give me a winner in this one. I think uh, yeah. the Chargers will win this one. Uh, of course, they got payback on their mind because the last time they played the Patriots, it was a, a, a shellacking ass whooping. Uh, I, I think it's going to be competitive, um, but the rookie uh, Mac Jones, he'll probably, you know, he'll probably make that rookie miscue towards the end of the game. So I, I got um, San Diego winning this one, uh, 27-24. Uh, look, I, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. We just saw the Patriots shellack the Dolphins, um, but I think this is going to be a really good game. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I think Mac Mac Jones is going to be a really good quarterback, but the better quarterback is on the other sideline, and that's Justin Herbert. He's awesome, and the Chargers are in LA at home. I'm gonna take the charges, and I'm gonna take the four point. I'm looking at Bleacher Report, so I don't. I know everybody's probably looking at something different, but Bleacher Report has the over under. The Chargers are uh, four point favorites. I'm gonna take the four, and I'm gonna take the over fifty and a half. I'm I'm, I'm leaning with the Chargers. I just the Chargers are, and they haven't been. They haven't fired on all cylinders. They still got a couple of misfires here and there. So when they get going for real. Man, it, it, and, and get really consistent. It's gonna be, it's gonna be. Re- I mean, it's already fun watching the Chargers now, but man, that they are really good, and I, I, I'm leaning with them today. Well, I guess I'm the oddball because I am taking the New England Patriots plus the four and a half. I don't know why. I just like Mac Jones. The way he 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 showed a lot of poise and moxie in my Kirk Herb Street voice against the Cowboys. And he played a very, very well game. He's played very well all this year. So I gotta take New England in this one. No, no slight to 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 the Chargers. I just gotta take New England in this one. Have to. Um, this is an interesting one. Down in the, the the state that they call the boot, it's a divisional matchup. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers visit Lady C's, the Swamp Queen, New Orleans Saints. Buccaneers are four-point favorites. Over-under is 49. Um, I think this is going to be an exciting game. Gentlemen, what you got for this one? Um, <clears throat> I, I think it's definitely going to be a good game. Uh. I think Winston he gonna um he gonna bring it, but 
uh, Buccaneers, man, that that defense, they still the thing is they still riding on that high. Excuse me from the Super Bowl win. Um, <clears throat> so I, I I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. It's gonna be super tight, but I'll take Tampa Bay. Uh, Twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Always a good matchup when you get these two division foes at each other, and it's in New Orleans, right, KG? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm just looking through everything. Uh, I mean, I, I can't go against Tampa Bay. Um, I think New Orleans is going to make. And I always say this: it just, it really depends on which Jameis show up. Like Jameis is just so inconsistent. He could come out and he can he can he can throw the ball with Tom. If they if, if Jameis is on, they can go back and forth with the Buccaneers. They have the offense. Um, is Mark Ingram eligible to play today? That's a good question. I'm not even sure. Because that he gives, should be. That, that gives a whole you know different little dynamic. I know Mark Ingram's older, but Kamar, you give a little change of pace with Mark Ingram in in between the tackles. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's it's a tough one, but I'm going to lean with the Buccaneers. I'm going to lean with the Buccaneers and Brady. They're playing consistent, good football right now, but New Orleans can disrupt that pot. New Orleans can add some season into that pot. I wouldn't be surprised if they edge them out, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the Buccaneers, um, I'm going to say over the 48 and a half I'm looking at on Bleacher Report. And I'm going to take the four of the Buccaneers. Okie dokie. Lady C says, unfortunately, Tampa over Saints this round by three. I'm going with the consensus. I'm rolling with everybody. It's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Not that I don't have faith in Jameis, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the time that they say, you know what? Not in our house. And they beat Tampa Bay. Like they, what was it? The first year Tom Brady was in um, Tampa Bay and they matched up. And, but that was against Drew Brees. Yes, sir. So that was a different Saints team. So, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay begrudgingly because I think the Saints can win this game. But we shall see. Uh, one o'clock frame, Miami traveling up to. I don't, what's the name of y'all stadium now, B? Uh, it's I, not Rich Stadium anymore. Nah, Highmark Stadium. Highmark Stadium, New Era Field. Uh, Highmark Stadium. I prefer Rich Stadium, but okay. Um, to face BJ's Buffalo Bills. Bills are 14-point favorites. Over under is 48 and a half. If I'm not mistaken, the last time these two teams met, the Bills beat Miami 35 to nothing? I, I believe it was. All right, what y'all got on this one? Uh, no need for a long uh, <laughs> as, uh, uh, explanation for this one. I got Buffalo winning. Uh, it's going to be another shellac in uh, Buffalo, Miami. Uh, 38. Um, you know, of course, these are my boys. Um, divisional matchup. And, you know, Miami's definitely going to remember what happened earlier in the season. Um. I'm going to take the under on the 48 and a half because I don't have Miami doing that much scoring. Unless the Bills, you know, really, really, you know, push the pedal to the metal and then you get like a 38-13 game or, you know, something like that. Uh, But I got the Bills. I'm not too sure about that 14. Because like I said, you know, 
Miami's still an NFL team, you know. Uh, I believe I want to say we knocked Tua out that game. So you know, Tua's back in there. So you, you know, I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna go Buffalo. Matter of fact, no, I'm gonna go Buffalo. I'm gonna go over the 48 and a half because I don't have faith in the Buffalo defense. I, I'm not I'm not a believer in it for Buffalo defense yet, um, especially with ten after Tennessee did to him. And I know everybody doesn't have Derrick Henry, but you know we'll see. We'll see. I, I can see this. You know, Miami getting some touchdowns in there, and Buffalo being the better team, edging it out at the end. So I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Buffalo, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Miami covering fourteen. Mm, Okie dokie. I don't look. I ain't. I ain't. I'm like Delonte. Ain't no long diatribe for me. I think Buffalo might shut them out again, <laughs> and they may not score 48. But I think Buffalo has the Buffalo has the, the the opportunity every week to put up 40 points. And I'm, I, you know what? I'm gonna go out and limb Buffalo 41 to nothing. There it is. Uh, next to last game that we got today. Um. Another divisional matchup. Jim and Junie's Pittsburgh Steelers visit the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield will play with that injured shoulder. Browns are four and a half point favorites over under 43. What y'all got? Uh, for this one, I think, um, I don't know, man. Big, big bend. Like, yeah, he looked good against us. Well, everybody looked good against us. Uh, but I, I think divisional game. Um, I think, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be tight. It's going to be probably, uh, like a, a, a low scoring game, probably like a 17, 14 type of scrub type of game. Um, I got, I got Cleveland winning. I think, uh, Ben, he going to throw one of them in the sessions. Plus their offensive line still isn't up to par. So I got Cleveland winning this one. Yeah, I'm gonna lean towards Cleveland too. Eric Brown for the Steelers is out. Ingram, I guess he's out because he wants to be traded. It says groin, but I, I'm kind of questioning that. Um, but I'm gonna take Cleveland. If Baker's playing, I just think Cleveland's the better squad. Even though Pittsburgh heating up a little bit, you know, trying to get their mojo back. But like Galante said, they they have issues in the trench in trenches, just like Buffalo. So, you know, I'm, you got, I know you got T.J. Watt on, on one side, but I just think Cleveland's a better squad. Now, you know, Bleacher Report has Cleveland a uh, five-point favorite. Uh, that's tricky for me because we all know how these the Pittsburgh-Cleveland games go. It can be a dog fight. It can be 13-10, or it could be 35-38. You know, it could be one of those games. So, uh Man, I'm gonna take Cleveland. Uh, I'm gonna take over the 43 points, but I'm 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 gonna have Pittsburgh cover that five. Cleveland win, but I don't know if Cleveland's gonna win by five. I don't I don't think so. I think Pittsburgh is playing a little bit better. So uh, give me Cleveland over the 43 and Pittsburgh covering the five points. All right, I got. I think I had Pittsburgh winning this game. Um, what's I gonna say? Baker Mayfield ain't healthy. 
I don't I don't know how many passes you're gonna see him throw, but uh eh. <laughs> let, 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 let's go with Pittsburgh by three. And I'm just I'm being honest, I'm being direct with Pittsburgh by three. Uh it's gonna be a knockdown drag out fight. One of the best divisions in football is the AFC North. Pittsburgh versus Baltimore is always a great game. Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland versus Baltimore. Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati is a rivalry. Everybody, it's a rivalry within that division, period. And it's going to be a good game. I'm hoping that they put it on TV because the Ravens are off, so I'm hoping that's uh, the 1 o'clock game. But uh, we shall see. But give me Pittsburgh by three. That's going to be an edge-of-the-seat one. Um, You're going to get a lot of messages from Big Jim on that one because it's going to be a lot of good plays, so. Last but not least, this is my, in my opinion, the game of the week. And the line is shocking to me. Allen's Dallas Cowboys travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Minnesota's a three point favorite. Over under is 51 and a half. Uh, fellas, what y'all think about this last game? Uh yeah that ooh, that that line is rough uh, and accurate if you ask me. Um, Minnesota, I I think Minnesota has become a team with no identity, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, they exist and yeah, like you know BJ mentioned about uh, Miami, they are an NFL team as well, but they they just it's just they they don't have no identity. Um, as far as Dallas. That's tricky because Dak Prescott um, is, is going through some injury, uh, you know, type of things as well. So I think Dallas will win, but it's not going to be a blowout that a lot of people expect. Uh, I got Dallas winning twenty-seven to twenty-one. Yeah, I think I think you're seeing the line the way it is because the uncertainty with Dak playing. That's 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 why you're seeing that line like it is. Um, and it's only two and a half. I remember that you know the home team gets three points. So for it only be two and a half, and they not sure Dak playing, it just tells you a little bit. So I'm gonna still lean with Dallas. Um, you know, I I, I think if Dak can play, he'll play, and you know that'll give Dallas the the boost they're looking for. But um, yeah, give me the Dallas. Um. Can this be over 52? Ah, man. That's tough. That's tough. Over 52. Uh, yeah, I'll take over 52. If Dak is playing and we get Dak versus Kirk Cousins, we, you know, the Justin Jefferson, Trayvon Diggs matchup we looking for, you know, Minnesota has an offense. Like, and, and, I, and I understand what Delonte is saying. They just, they just so flaky. You don't know what they're going to do, who's going to show up from week in, week out. And it's been like that since Kirk Cousins landed in Minnesota. Um, So I don't know if he's to blame or, you know, or if his coaches, I think it's a little bit of both because when Kirk Cousins was here, he was an elite quarterback. Like him or not, he he performed. He, you know, he threw for three, four, five, that threw three or 4,000 yards a season. Didn't he, KG? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you know he has the talent. Talents there, so um, yeah. Give me Dallas though. Give me Dallas. They're going to cover that two and a half, 
and I and I'm gonna take over fifty two. Like I said, this but this is if Prescott and we get to see Prescott and Cousins. If if whoever who's the backup for Dallas? Damn, that's a good question. Hold on, let me find out. Hold on. Hold on, shit. They might even start Kellen Moore. Mm. They might say uh, offensive coordinator coming in. No, he the offensive coordinator. Oh shoot! That you know, I I was about to jokingly say Jason Garrett, but he ain't with the franchise anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, what we got? Uh, you got Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Will Greer out of uh, West Virginia, who I really like coming out of West Virginia. I really liked him. He never really got a chance in Carolina. So you'll see one of those two starting because who was the cat that started last year? Oh man. What the hell was his name? I think he wound up getting cut. Damn it. I can't think of his name because Washington abused that young boy. They, they, uh, Danucci, Ben Danucci. I thought yeah, he's on the practice squad. Washington abused him after they knocked out, uh, the red rifle last year. And I was like, maybe you'll see him, but he's on a on a uh, practice squad. So you got Will Greer or Cooper Rush. Okay, pick your poison. Yeah, I mean, if one of them start, then that's my prediction. My my prediction is with, is with Dak starting. So and I can't I can't speak for the other two, you know, but we'll see. Well, if Dak starts. And you get now that's a showdown. Let me let me just say that. That's a showdown. Dak versus Kirk Cousins. And to reiterate something that you said, BJ, uh from 2015, when Kirk Cousins became a starting quarterback in this league, to 2021, he started mm, every game except for one in 2019. Now four four thousand one sixty-six. 4,917, 4,093, 4,293, 4,265. And this more, this uh, year, he's over 2,000 already. Uh, here's my go, go um, ahead. I'm gonna say something too. Go ahead. Here's my thing what he did here in Washington, uh, 2015 was a uh, uh division title um are his respective records as he's only had two losing seasons in his whole career as a starter that's not bad for Kirk Cousins I'm just gonna say that but and, and and I, and I want to say something because we we sat here and we listened to the Washington fan base bitch moan and complain about him needing to go and them needing to get another quarterback and just imagine if you had him right now with Scary Terry with Scary Terry and that offense because and, and I don't want to turn this into a Washington and Kirk Cousins show but Kirk is he was he was he was dealing. He was willing and dealing and making names on the offense. Remember, I always yeah. say that's what good quarterbacks do. They find targets. You don't have to, you don't have to know this target. You're going to know him after I finish throwing to him. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and that and that's Kurt's problem was big games. But you that's that's a lot of 
That was Jordan's problem early in his career. Beating the big dog, learning how to beat, learning how to win. Well, and I, I'm, I'm going to stop there because I don't want to get into Kirk Cousins. It's just, you know, Sunday rides and we just talking football. But we can have a whole nother show about that. I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> you damn right we can have another another show about that, about winning big games. Because I always go back to that one big game on Monday night where everybody said we was going to lose. And that's against Green Bay. He died. You gonna pay me now? Yeah, I'm gonna pay you. That's what Scott McLuhan told. You. Yeah, I'm gonna pay you. I'm gonna pay you. Yes. After that, they ran Scott McLuhan out of town, motherfucker. Okay, fellas, we got to get up out of here. Um, remember, everyone, please go set your fantasy lineups. Um, if you need to make trades, make those trades because this is the first year in five that I may not make the playoffs. I may be in the constellation round for the first time ever. I don't know how to handle it. Um, I'm distraught. <sighs> so it's back to the drawing board. This is what happens when you expand your lead to 14 teams. Hey, yeah. one question. Yeah. Uh, have you you had a chance to do the tally yet for um, our uh, our picks? I got it. I don't have the official official numbers. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it started out. Me and Jim ran out the gate the first mm -hmm. four weeks. We ran out mm -hmm. the gate. We had you guys by like five or six games in the first four weeks. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Junie had one week. One week. And Junie went like, in that week, I think Junie went like 13 and three. Mm. And then the next week he went 12 and four. Oh, so wow. as of right now, not official numbers, but I can tell you the rankings. It goes Junie. BJ, Delonte, Jim, myself. But here's the thing. Everybody's within striking distance of everybody else. So the league can change on any game. But we pick the same game so much. That's why the lead stays the same. It's mm -hmm. so, only Junie got about a five-game lead by my count. Everybody else is separated by one to three games. We are tight. This is going to be a seat. I think we're going to have – I got to look back at the book. I think we might, might win our most games this year. Well, we're going to win our most games. We've got an extra week. But we're going to win well over 125, 130 games this year. We normally – I think one year we had 150. But nobody's going to lose 100 games probably until week 13 or 14. Gotcha. That's how that's how vicious we are here at Sideline Junkies. So, fellas, that's all we got for the Sunday Rise. Let's go ahead and roll up out this thing because my favorite pregame show is about to start, which is NFL Fox pregame show. Uh, so until tomorrow night for... DC Sports Rundown, because we got to talk about y'all Wizards, man. Y'all boys are scrappy. Y'all 5-1. Y'all looking good. Man. I'm, I'm impressed. Man. I, you. I'm impressed. And, 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 real, and real quick, not to like, you know what I'm saying, kind of, uh, I know we, we we short on time, but it's the mix, it, it's the, the, the mixture. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and man, I... That that Kuzma, uh, KCP, and um, you know Montrez uh, acquisition is, is looking real good right about now. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, it is. And Spencer, and, too. And before we get out of here, I've said it a million times when we talk about the Washington Wizards and we talk about the NBA. And I said, this isn't a place that players are going to, for like free agent players are going to willingly come to. All right. You're going, you got, you have to build your own weather through the draft trades. And, and that's what the Wizards have done. And oh my goodness, he's the name escapes me right now. What's the GM of the Wizards? Tommy Shepard. Tommy Shepard. And I, I said, give Tommy Shepard. When, when I saw the initial moves and I saw the chess Tommy Shepard was playing, give Tommy Shepard three years, three seasons to, to really turn this team around and put his stamp on it. And he's put his stamp on this team. And like Delonte said, this team is very well-rounded. And I, you know, it's something I keep saying. Look, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. James Harden is James Harden. Kevin Durant's out of this world. He can score anybody from any place on the floor anytime he wants to do it. You're not going to stop that. You can put some clamps on James Harden a little bit, but Kevin Durant is what he is, okay? You're not going to beat that with Brad and Dinwiddle trying to go back and forth with those guys because Brad and Dinwiddle aren't – even let, let's just put Brad against Durant. They're not that type. He, he can't score like that. Okay, but if you have five, six, seven deep on your bench and you can put a lineup out right now that all five of your players on the floor can score, that is hard to defend. It's damn near impossible because you don't have five players on the opposite team that can defend. It's always a weak link. So it's always somebody that can get their man. And if you go if you go to zone, that's a you know, that's a different. That's a different style of scoring. And I noticed uh, – I didn't watch the last game, but one of the games I watched, it looked like they were struggling offensively against zone a little bit. So that's something they got to work on. But it's only six games. Only six games in. So Wes Unsell Jr., kudos to him. You know, somebody, uh, somebody said – I think it was Keith. They should have hired him earlier. But I'm saying the, the NBA should have hired him earlier. He should have been hired. You know, Kevin Kevin has had Wesley Unsell Jr. name in his mouth for a while. So, you know, he comes here and his father's, you know, footsteps take over this franchise. Tommy Shepard up top. I'm telling you, this is going to be a really good season. This team is this team from top to bottom. They're looking good. And um, we're going to have to talk on DC Sports Rundown if we can – we're going to have to try to get some information on Rural Hachimura and see what's going on with that. So that's all I got to say about the Wizards. I know we got to get out of here. Yeah, let's, we're going to run up out of here because we got to – and definitely we got to talk about all of that. So we will be scouring uh, news outlets and talking to sources and back alleys, and you got to go talk to Deep Throat. So um, we'll talk about all of that tomorrow. But until then, enjoy your football Sunday. Uh, we are the sideline junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.